Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, it's either morning or afternoon. <laughs> Pat Zemer here with MagnaWay with this Tuesday edition of Office Hours. We come to you on Tuesdays to answer any questions you may have about PEMF, machines, training, uh, protocols, whatever it may be that you'd like to discuss. We're here to do that. You can uh, text your message, you can enter your questions into the chat box on uh, Facebook or YouTube. You can send me a text 502-599-9722 and I will uh, give you a call back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is that you're wanting to discuss with regards to PEMF. So we're uh, springtime is on us, upon us, and we're pretty happy about that. Trying to make things uh, warm and nice and good flowers coming up. So we're excited to be thinking about that as well. For those of you who are working with animals outside, I'm sure you'd be a little relieved to have the spring uh, just around the corner uh, so you can get out of the cold. But uh, at any rate, uh, we're certainly glad to be here. Again, if you'd like to talk with me, 502-599-9722, send me a text and I will phone you right back. And if you, or you can place the uh, question in the chat box. Uh, Hazel's with us this morning. Good morning, Hazel. Maya is with us. April is with us. Ta Tammy, good morning. Thank you for being here. Sandy, glad you're back. Uh, let's see. Lenny, Lin Lin is with us this morning. Glad you folks are here. So again, if you have a question, just put it in there and I'd be happy to answer it. We've had some people talking about uh, degenerative myelopathy and we want to have that conversation a little bit in dogs and it's a similar situation to ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease in people. It's a spinal cord that basically the the bone marrow of the spinal cord becomes a problem and, and it starts uh, show, slowing down the gait, how the animal, uh, the dog can walk, uh, that whole kind of thing. So it is a degenerative situation. And the question is, can you use MagnaWave to uh, effective to maybe relieve some of the uh, symptoms uh, that you have with that disease? And we've had good results, certainly with uh, MS and ALS where people's uh, uh, symptoms have diminished. Uh, doesn't necessarily, we're not trying to say that it'll cure those types of situations, but it can improve the blood circulation, can improve uh, the overall oxygenation of the area to maybe like when we deal with arthritis, when we use the device, when we use MagnaWave on arthritic conditions, it, it slows down the buildup of the calcium that causes the, the stiffness, that causes the nerve pain and the cartilage pain associated with with arthritis. So if we can slow that whole process down with PEMF and certainly provide pain relief with arthritic type of conditions, you would think that we might get the same type of result with ALS types of conditions, or again in the dog, uh, the degenerative myelopathy, uh, myelopathy and, and maybe just make them more comfortable. Uh, again, slowing down the, the symptoms and the results that they're seeing could be beneficial. Um, if you have that type of situation in your animal and you begin to treat, you treat the spinal area, you could have the dog lay on a mat and treat the entire animal, or you could use one of the loops, the butterfly or the large loop and treat the spinal cord. Uh, of the dog and, and again, hopefully get some relief and certainly some comfort uh, from the situation. And that would be a way to approach that with the, uh, with that type of condition that the animals may be experiencing. So uh, as I was reading about it and seeing how it's closely related to ALS, which as we know is, is very debilitating and very difficult to deal with. And it, sometimes it's slow to advance. Sometimes it's more rapidly, it more rapidly advances, but certainly to use MagnaWave and PEMF to to improve that overall situation may certainly be something uh, that is being that is potentially beneficial. So I hope that helps. If you have any other questions, just post them in the chat box and uh, we will certainly ask them. Let me have a look here. Good morning, Maureen's with us. Uh, Kim is with us. Lisa Marie is with us. Kelly, good morning. And Sue is with us. Let me go back here and make sure that I did not make a suggestions to how to market to horses when we have not been around horses before. Great question, Angela. Um, and my first question to you or to someone who is 
uh, in that type of situation. Are you comfortable around horses? That's the main thing you need to understand if you're going to start working with horses is that, that you need to be around them. I would certainly go ride uh, if you've never been around them very much and get comfortable being around them. The, the horse will know if you're uncomfortable or if you're fearful of being around them. They can just sense that. The owners will know. Uh, they can pick that up immediately. So it's very important that you're comfortable around the animals that you're dealing with, whether that's a dog, a cat, or whatever it may be, uh, you want to be comfortable and you want to show that comfort. And so that, that, that comfort that you have, that authority that you have in your voice, in your body language, and what you're doing will, will tell the owners a lot about what you're, where you're going with it. So basically, uh, the first thing I would do, and, and I, I would been around horses most of my life, so I didn't have that situation. I was not necessarily frightened of horses or anything like that, but I had to get around. So I would find someone, if you, you want to do horses and you've never done horses and you've not been around them much, Go to a rescue, go to a horse rescue and volunteer your services, explain what you're doing, that you want to become more familiar and you want to know what to do. You're going to have an elevator speech. You're going to have a description of your services that you provide. And you certainly have all kinds of videos and learning tools. The app that the MagnaWave app that's available can go a long way to answer your questions or to show your customers your confidence, but you have to have that confidence. So it's not so much about how you talk, to your potential customers. It's how you act or how you uh, progress with the animals around your potential customers. They need to believe that you know what you're talking about and you believe what you're talking about. They will then believe you, but you have to have that comfort. So what I would recommend if someone's wanting to do that, go to a horse rescue, volunteer your services, go to a, uh, a lot of communities have uh, where, where the veterinarians will provide clinics or they'll provide some free services for the for their community or go to a veterinarian that you know that may work on horses or work around horses and express your, your, your concerns. It, as a matter of fact, that's what I did when I first started uh, with PEMF equipment, uh, the, the, the gentleman that I was working with in Canada needed some help at Churchill Downs. And this, this whole long story going back to 9-11 and how I got into the, into the PEMF world and the, and the horse world after that. But he made a comment to me. He said, don't go to Churchill Downs immediately. You need to really understand our equipment and what it's doing. You need to get familiar with it, which is exactly what I'm saying to you. What I did though, is I went straight to Churchill Downs I went to the backside. I walked around for a few days. I met a couple of people that were responsive to, to visiting with me and uh, having that type of discussion. And I just told them the deal. And they said, fine, you come over here, you walk around with me. I'll tell you who to talk to, who not to talk to, where to walk, where not to walk, when to be here, when not to be here, and just become very familiar with the, with the area. And I did that. It took me two or three weeks. Uh, before I really even started doing any treatments or, or working around uh, Churchill Downs, I became familiar with their surroundings. I became familiar with how they did things. And it worked out tremendously because once I started working, number one, they had seen me walking around the ground, some of them, and I was meeting some of the trainers and some of the uh, riders and, and that whole thing. So I just kind of sl slowly slid into the situation. I didn't walk in the door and start talking like I've knew what I was talking about when I didn't at that juncture. And so that's how I approached it. That's exactly what I did in Churchill Downs. And you have the same thing around the country. It's a little different in the racetracks in New York or the horse shows in various areas of the country. So you want to know who you're dealing with and, and where they're going. So that would be my recommendation at that point is make sure that you're confident in your language, confident in your knowledge, and you're comfortable around the animals or the people that you're going to be working around and that they can see that. I hope that helps. Uh, great question, uh, Angela, and I, I hope that helps out. Let's see if there's any other questions here. Can you please repeat your number? Yes, 502-599-9722. Is that correct? Is that right? Let me make sure I did that right. It's been a while since I've looked at the number. 502-599-9722 is the number. Send me a text. I will give you a call back. And I do believe I had someone that came in. All right, let's see here. Got a message. Uh, I have a question about cleaning my Julian machine. Perfect. Let's get uh, April on the line. Voice call. Here we go. Turn the speaker on. Okay. 
We're going to have April here. Good, good morning. Are you there? Hello, this is Pat Zima here. Hi, Pat. This is April. Great. Um, and it was something I tried to go back to a previous office hours because Elaine had touched on it a few ago, and unfortunately, I couldn't find it again. Um, I have um, been in a, a quarantine barn. Um, I probably was there every day for about two and a half to three weeks, and now it's a little less. But um, I have a Julian, and I was concerned. I just started my business. I'm looking to sort of start going to other places, but I don't want to take that machine to another barn until I could get a straight answer on what I need to do to think about cleaning the inside of that machine because I've been in that air of that barn. I know that that fan is pulling air into the machine. Um, I had reached out to someone, to the person who sold me my machine at MagnaWave, and just got a different answer. So I'm just wondering if you could clarify that. Okay, there's several ways uh, to do that, but you, you certainly don't want to spray any liquids or anything like that into the fan opening uh, of, of, the of the device. But what I would recommend, and one of the things that we've been working with at the office is uh, on Amazon, they make some, you can, uh, there are some ozone machines. So they're small machines that you would put the, the, the tip of the ozone container in, let's say if you had uh, uh, vegetables that you wanted to clean, you'd put them in the water, you'd put the ozone uh, device, the tip of it into the water and it's gonna bubble and clean, basically clean the pesticides and all of that off of the, off of the fruits and vegetables. Now on a machine, the way you would approach that is those, those devices will also clean the air in a room. And if you turn your machine on and you hold that device, to the, to the uh, opening, not where the fan is, because the fan's blowing out, but you wanna put it uh, over the other holes and it'll suck that ozone into the device and through the device and help clean anything that's in the air in the machine. So if there's any odors that are coming out of it, uh, that would be a great way to do it. They're not expensive. I, I, I don't no, recall. I who's a hunter and he uses something similar like to remove smells from his clothes is that what you're talking about yes yes it's it's a it's an ozone generator uh and it's specifically designed for cleaning uh, vegetables you can aerate a room with them uh that whole nine yards and i think you can buy those for 50 to 75 dollars and that'd be a great way to clean your machine periodically of any germs or infectants that may be present in the device that were brought in through the fan uh, from the uh, environment that you're in. That would be my recommendation. Uh, Elaine has one in the office that we use uh, in the manufacturing area and in the, in the you know, the, the, the areas around the building to just make sure that everything is, we're getting machines in and out from people, not manufacturing, but machines coming in and out from people that are, that have been loaned to them. We clean them that in that manner internally. Have you tried, the other thing I was thinking about was UV lights. I know that there's a lot of this kicking around right now, like, you know, well, certainly UV light would be beneficial to do that, but you can't get the UV light into the whole basis of the machine. Uh, right. I mean, you could shine it into the fan opening and it's going to go in there and put some light into the device, but it's not going to be directly uh, reflecting on all the parts or shining on all the areas of the device that you would want. So my recommendation would be that ozone. Uh, Excellent. And, and uh, I'll try to get uh, the, in fact, Chris is with us. I don't know where that device is in the office, but if we can get a hold of that, we can get the name of it. But they are available on Amazon or uh, there's a company, simplyo3.com, simplyo3.com, and they have them also. And uh, you can purchase them uh, from those folks. Awesome. I, have, I decided I was going to, I actually did a rental and I'm waiting for that to show up just so that I could kind of get started and be super confident. But uh, I love the idea of the ozone for, for my Julian. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You okay. Anything else? Uh, I can't think of anything else off of my head, but I'll let you know if I think of something else. Okay. <laughs> and so send an email to support at MagnaWave PEMF and we'll send you a, uh, a grab bag of uh, swag. Thanks so much. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. you uh-huh. Bye-bye. There you go. Great question, April. Thank you for, for asking. And if you have any questions, you'd like to discuss them. I like the questions that we can talk about and we're going to give away swag bags today because we can get deeper into the conversation and uh, we all uh, enjoy doing that. We enjoy getting a little deeper. If you just ask a question and I give you an answer, sometimes I don't go deep enough uh, to, in order to get you the answer that you're looking for. Let's see here. Um, Lisa Marie, how is the best, let's see, can PEMF help healing 
without scarring. I have a glaucoma op uh, at the end of the map. Oh, a, a, a glaucoma. Glaucoma operation at the end of next month. New type of tiny tube inserted to help drainage. One tissue is sometimes scarring happens during the healing that clogs the tube. Might PEMF help post-surgery? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of plastic surgeons utilize PEMF when they do facial or body uh, uh, plastic surgery and it helps the healing and it reduces scarring. So you can have healing with less scarring. Uh, we've had situations on, on horses where they get damaged or they have an injury and they develop proud flesh. The use of PEMF can keep that from occurring and certainly diminish how much is there. If you have a, and we've also done it with scarring to where the PEMF, if you have We've had horses, for example, that have an ankle injury and they get some scarring and it starts affecting the mobility just because of the stiffness and the solid state of the of the scarring. PEMF can help that become more supple so it does not harm the, the movement or restrict the movement uh, of the ankle or knee or whatever the situation may be. So that, that that's what I would recommend in that particular type of situation. And, and certainly what you would do is you'd simply take the butterfly coil probably or the large loop, hold it up to, to the face, put it on a very moderate setting, comfortable setting, and just do that for 10, 15 minutes. And it'll keep all that flowing. We're talking about good blood oxygenation, good blood flow, all of that in a right atmosphere can reduce swelling, reducing inflammation and, and helping the healing process along. So great question. Thanks for asking. Let's see. Um, let's see. What is good question, Dom? Um, been bothering me. Don't want to be biosecurity breach. I don't know where they're at on that particular question. Clean the dust that's gotten past the filter on the fan. Uh, best way to clean the dust that's gotten behind beyond the filter on the fan. What I used to do and still do is I take a high pressure uh, blower like they use in a machine shop or somewhere with a compressor and you simply go to the fan and, and uh, blow it. The fan will rotate and it will help clear the dust there. Put it around the buttons, the start and stop buttons where you plug the machine in around the edge of the machine where the faceplate meets the case and just use high pressure and it will help eliminate that dust. A lot of dust, there's, there's a moist dust, as I used to call it, uh, that will cling to things. Or, But the, the beauty of what we're doing is it comes into the machine and basically what's going on, it comes right back out of the machine. You will get an accumulation, no question, but a high pressure blower would be the best way to do that to keep everything in good, in good working shape. And I do that once a month. Uh, blow out your machine once a month uh, is, a, is a good way to do it. Another way to do it is to take a vacuum cleaner and put it kind of put a, a covering over the head of the nozzle and put that to where it will draw the air out of the machine. So that'll draw any loose dust that's kind of laying around there and then do the same thing, reverse the blow uh, or the flow of the air out of the vacuum cleaner and shoot it in the, in the other direction. Do all the openings again to help pull any crevices out. People have had situations where they're using machine, they're outside, they're treating dogs, treating horses, everything they're doing. And all of a sudden the on and off switch or the, the power switch to turn the machine on stops working. And I'll say, blow it out. And they'll say, but how does it get in the crevices of those uh, electrical switches? It will, it'll get in there. And it's, it's amazing how just a little bit of dust can stop some electrical connection from uh, connecting and can have problems with starting the machine or turning the machine on and off. The older machines with the dials and, and all of that, you want to get in the red and green start and stop buttons like some of the other machine, older machines have, uh, just blow around those particular switches and it'll help keep them clean. Hope that helps. Great question. Let's see. Um, let's keep going here. Um, have a horse that has a deep cut from ear to ear on the forehead. The vet has stitched the cut and had left a small section in the middle for drainage. How long should I wait before magnawaving? Uh, if there's no blood, if it's not bleeding and the bleeding is under control, start treating. So in that type situation, once it's sutured up and it's, it's got a chance, maybe 24 hours or so just to make everything's okay, you can go, you can start treating again. That's going to keep any scarring. It's going to help prevent scarring from developing and it's going to give the good blood flow, good oxygenation to the area and help the healing process 
uh, be a little quicker. And that's always basically what we're looking for. The way to do that, there's a couple of ways you could do that. Certainly you could take the paddle and just rest it on the, between the ears uh, on the head. You could take the large loop and kind of hold it off of it a little bit, or you could kind of rest it over the head or even take the butterfly and put it over the, I've seen people do that. They'll put it over the ears and they'll treat that area or leave the butterfly closed and just set it on the top of the head and treat in that fashion. Very comfortable, moderate, very comfortable, moderate setting is all that's required to do that. And then you can uh, progress right along and help the horse uh, heal up. That's uh, interesting. We'd like to know how that happened. Uh, oh, of course, it's very easy to understand, hit its head on the stall or something. So whatever. But uh, that would be a way to to do that. Um, let's see. Uh, high pressure was okay for cleaning the machines. Yeah, the main thing of concern, the question was, I'm not, wasn't sure about what kind of high pressure to use. You can use, people have used the can, the canister of spray uh, on the devices. If you do that, if you blow that into the device, do not turn the device on for a little bit because uh, there's moisture in those cans. So if you're spraying it all around to get into the, into the device, and that's kind of a way to do it because they typically have the little nozzle on that you can put down into the various holes and move it around and, and use it in that fashion. But there is moisture in those cans. So you don't want to spray in there while the machine is running and you don't want to turn them, let the machine sit for a while so any of that moisture can evaporate and not pose a problem for when you turn the machine back on. The easiest way is to not to avoid that basically and use uh, high pressure compressed air from a, from a, uh, you've seen the tanks that you turn them on, the tank fills up with pressure and you start blowing and that's an easy way to do it without uh, a lot of problems. So that great question. Thank you. Um, opinions on treating a dog with ear hematoma that should have surgery. Clients don't want to do surgery. Well, certainly we've had situations where you, there's a hematoma and they want to try to get it relieved, have it reduced in size or be, you know, to not be a much, as much of a problem. Pulsing the area with PEMF can help dissipate that, can help that uh, potentially uh, dissipate on its own without surgery, perhaps. Uh, but that's certainly worth a, um, that type of situation. Uh, can I ask a question about food supplements? For sure. Uh, Russ, Russell uh, asked your question and I will uh, certainly try to answer it uh, from my perspective uh, with supplements. We have a lot of supplements that we do promote and that we found work very well with animals and sometimes with the humans. And uh, so I'm happy to uh, throw in my two cents on the use of supplements uh, in conjunction with PEMF, if you would like to know more about that. All right, let's see. Um, I have to, let's see. Samantha asked the question, personal horses struggling with soundness, x-ray shows arthritis in the coffin joint on one <clears throat> and pastern on the other. Oh, where am I show? Uh, pastern on the other, and I have been, people ask questions and I get, then the question I'm reading goes away. <laughs> Let me get it here. Um, so, dude, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm sorry. Passion on the other horse. I've been treating every other day and laser some okay results. Any other idea? <clears throat> Number one, if it's an arthritic type situation and it's your horse, I would, you can treat it every day. And, and potentially you need to do that. I would, I always recommend if you're treating a situation like that, do it five to seven days uh, in a row and then maybe back off to every other day or that type situation. If it's your own horse and you want to treat it every day to get that inflammation down around those areas, you can do that. You're not going to overdo it. Uh, the, your time frame to treat the coffin joint or treat that area would be five to six minutes. You can go 10 minutes if you desire and uh, you can do that. Uh, you could do it twice a day if you wanted to, to, in order to try to get ahead of the inflammation and try to get it, get some relief more rapidly. So uh, I, I guess, again, I would say maybe treat twice a day uh, for the first seven or eight days and then treat once a day and then treat as often as necessary to keep the animal comfortable and to keep things in check. And we, you know, as, as I've said many times, some of you may not heard it. We, as long as function improves, continues to improve, you keep treating. 
And then once you maintain a plateau or you get to a plateau, treat as often as necessary to maintain the result that you've received or that you want. So that may be once a week. In some cases, it could be once a month, whatever it is. But in many cases, you need to do it more often to get to the desired uh, result that you're looking for uh, as you develop what's going on. Great questions. Um, let's see here. Let me come down here. Lois has a question. Recently spayed dog who has recently become incontinent. Owner says she has never had this issue before the spay. Okay. Will MagnaWave help? If so, how would you treat? I recently bought a pet mat. Well, I would do that if in, in many cases, when what people do in some cases is they'll sit on the mat or they'll sit on the loop or they'll place it on their abdomen. So you would do basically the same thing on the dog. If, if you, you have a mat, have the dog lay on the mat and treat, but treat in the, in that area and let the, let the pulsing occur. You want some pulsing in there. So you want to uh, get it. So it helps strengthen the, the muscles in the bladder and, and just relax things. So it not relax. So it's incontinent, but just kind of relax. So, so things work the way they're supposed to. Now we don't know what's causing it. it. It could have been an anatomical situation when they spayed the animal and you may not be able to get any, do anything with it, but if you can treat it and if it's helpable or if it could, could be helped, it will. And, and uh, so that would be the way I would approach that. Just treat the animal, put the large loop over the area and treat it 10 minutes uh, on a moderate setting and bingo. Uh, hopefully you'll get, get the results that you're looking for. We've had that happen. I had a gentleman that was having some issues and so he bought a machine and, and he was looking to, to get some results uh, with his prostate and so forth, personally uh, doing that and, and uh, he didn't have incontinence at the time. Or, or maybe he, um, how do I say this? Uh, he had incontinence issues and he was treating his back and, and he didn't realize that his incontinence had improved. And so then he finished his rental on the machine. His back was better. He sent it back the incontinence problem returned. And so he called back and said, wait a minute, I need to have this problem taken care of. So he then purchased the machine and treats himself regularly for that with that. And he got the results that he was, that he was looking for. So uh, certainly that that's a way to approach it, to see you're not going to hurt anything by treating the dog. And if it helps, you're, you're ahead of the game, but we don't know. Again, if it's an anatomical situation caused by the operation or the, the procedure, then maybe you can correct that. Maybe it's just gonna have to heal. If it's gonna take some time to heal, maybe nerve strengthening, muscle strengthening, cartilage uh, and, and tissue being improved, some periodic treatments or treatments over time may help that healing process occur and that the problem goes away. Uh, and that's what we certainly would want to have happen uh, in those situations. Okay, let's see. Angela asks a question. New to MagnaWave, what is HydroWave? When looking at add-ons, what you suggest to buy? LZR, HydroWave, uh, see much talk on Facebook, but not sure where to start. Well, you know, there's certainly a difference between the LZR as a, as a complementary method and the HydroWave. The HydroWave is very good for uh, treating uh, open wounds to keep them clean, to, to spray them on wounds. Cattle people use it for pink eye uh, to help the infection in the eye uh, resolve itself. And, and certainly you have that same type of situation uh, for surface wounds and, and so forth in your, in your dogs, cats, and, and horses. It's also very good. You can, it, it's micro, uh, um, very small, minute particles of silver in the hydro wave, and that helps it go into the bloodstream and helps fight infection and just keeps things clean. Uh, silver, as you know, is one of what was considered like one of our first antibiotics. They use it for wound healing over the years. Now they've certainly have different medicines that they use. They quite often use it in burn patients because they can't bandage or they want to keep things as clean as possible. So they'll use a, a mist and they'll mist the area to help keep it clean. And you, again, uh, now colloidal silver is a different thing. Colloidal silver is larger particles; they're not nano-sized particles, and and you and they w can leach to your organs or to to the to the body. So you, there, there's a lot of stories about that. Purple faces and so on and so forth. But nano-sized particles that that are smaller than 
one part per million or whatever it may be, uh, the exact number, and it, it, it will go into your bloodstream, help fight the, the bad bacteria and that type of stuff and help the healing process and, and going forward. I would start, your question was, where do you start? Well, you, you, you can do everything, but you don't have to just go after it. But the, the LZR is something that is very complementary uh, to the MagnaWave and works very well in conjunction to help the healing process go along. Do you have to have it? No. Uh, do you have to use HydroWave? No. But just the, the combination of these things uh, can be can be beneficial. I know that may be a bit confusing for me to explain it like that, but that that's where I would go. Um, you know, I do things. I had a gentleman. Uh, I, I'm I'm in Florida right now, uh, Wellington, and all that stuff going on down here. And of course, the Gulf Stream. But uh, I had a gentleman that came and was having some arthritic issues in his hand, and so I treated. I used the paddle and I placed his hand, actually both hands on both on each side of the paddle and treated his hands. Then I came back with the LZR and had him place it on above his, on his knuckles uh, on from the top here on his hands and just did that for a minute on each hand. And just the combination of both of them gave him good mobility, improved mobility, uh, in, in his, in his hands. And so he was happy with that. Do you have to have the LZR to achieve that? No, but it just, it's just one more little thing to, to put in your basket and uh, help you have the right things that you want, that your customers want. And so um, that's the basis there. Let me have another look here. Another question, Sherry. Good afternoon. Um, Let's see, appreciate your thought. Oh, okay. Um, any other questions? Just put them in the chat box. Let's see, I got a horse in battling cellulitis. I have a horse in my barn that's been battling cellulitis on and off for a few years. We have been treating him weekly. His hind legs starting swelling yesterday. Vet came out to administer meds. We asked if we could continue to treat and our vet said yes, but stay away from his leg. What would you suggest? We believe magnawaving has helped with magnawaving the the leg as well as the whole body. Just don't want to upset the vet. Perfect. Don't upset the vet. Work with the vet. What I would recommend, if they don't want you putting it on the area of the cellulitis, treat the upper part of the leg, the hip or the shoulder, wherever wherever it may be. What are you going to do? You're going to oxygenate the blood. You're going to help the, help the body's blood flow in a more uh, in a better manner. And where's that blood going to go? It's going to go to the area of the cellulitis. And then so it can help reduce that, help move the flow uh, in the area and potentially help it be uh, diminished or help it diminish. And so, uh, but your vet obviously has their reasoning behind what they're asking you to do or telling you to do. And you don't want to cross that uh, that we don't diagnose, we don't say we can heal things. We want to work with the with the medical professionals that are that are working with us, and that would be the way to approach it. At some point, you may talk to the vet and and say, "What if what do you say we would treat this?" And you're going to come out and and while you're here, we do it. You can see if there's a reduction. Many times, when you have those types of situations, we've seen it with tumors in pets that while you're treating, you can see the tumor diminish. And because again of the oxygenation and the blood flow. So work closely with your vet, do what they want to do, but be confident in how you speak and maybe suggest something and see if they'll let you try it with them around or when they're coming tomorrow or whatever and see what their results are. But don't do, if they tell you not to do that area, don't do it. Do some areas around it, uh, kind of like rubbernecking in an accident. The accident occurs, everybody's looking at what's going on in the accident and slowing down. And the goal is to clear all that out. Well, if you clear it out in the body, it's going to go to those areas and be beneficial. And so that's, that's how I would, that's how I would potentially approach that situation. Um, okay, let me come down a little bit for, a little further here. Oops, someone just tried calling. Let me see if we got another message. Oh, we got a couple more. All right, so let's go to messages. Oh, we have several questions. All right, we're going to give away some swag here today, obviously. So let's do this one. Voice call coming up. One ring a ding. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How can I help you? So I am purchasing a Pulse Pro from 
from a gal, and I've been having some issues with the machine. Okay. So it's got the dial where I can slowly turn it up. Uh -huh. over, when I use that dial, the lowest setting ends up being higher than it was before. So what you need to do is, uh, the, the, and I'll explain that to you, the, what, what happens in the devices that are spark chamber devices is there are two electrodes that basically when they're touching, the machine will not work. As you separate, the spark goes between those two diodes and that the further apart they are, the larger the spark and that increases the intensity of the device. There are times after it's been used for a while that they will not touch when you turn the machine down. They'll get to about here and the machine will always be producing a signal. So simply uh, have the machine recalibrated and, and they'll set and they'll fix those uh, diodes and then it'll work just fine for you. Okay. So there's really no way to prevent that. No, because they are electrodes and they will wear out. Now they don't wear out rapidly. So uh, hundreds or a lot of hours to before it becomes an issue. I've had people that uh, I've had machines that have been out there for 17 years and they, and their, their, their electrodes are, may be like this. So they always have a sparking going on. They're comfortable with it. They know how to adapt, how they're using the coils with it and they go on. But uh, no, if you have electrodes, they can wear and uh, so forth. And so that, that would be that it's, I wouldn't say it's anything that, that the person did to cause that to happen. That makes it not the way you want it. But certainly uh, if it's, if you're comfortable with it, leave it alone. If you're, if you're not comfortable with it and you want to make sure that it goes all the way down to nothing or as high as you want it, uh, call the office, talk to Lee. She'll arrange uh, for you to get it in there, to get it uh, repaired. It's a quick deal. It's a quick repair. It's not hard to do and uh, get it right back to you. And so that would be the best way to approach that. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Yep. Send it, send an email to support Magnawave PEMF and we'll get you a swag bag. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Oh my goodness. We got a bunch of things today. Um, Let's see, which one was next? Let's do this one. I need an assistant here that can be doing this while we're talking. Then all of a sudden, here we go. Here's the phone. Here's the conversation. Hello? Hello, Pat Zemer here. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. How can I help you? I, um... Just had gallbladder yesterday, uh -huh. had gallbladder surgery yesterday, and I magnawaved myself the um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday really well because I wanted to make sure that I had really good oxygenated blood mm -hmm. and all that. But I, <laughs> I wanted to know when I would be able to because I'm new to magnawave. I've only had it for two months. I want to make sure that um, when I could start magnawaving myself again to, you know, to start again. I don't know when I should start. Well, it, again. The, the primary concern is bleeding. So if you have, if you're having, if, if you feel and the doctor feels that your bleeding is under control, one way to do that for sure would wait 48 hours, maybe after okay. the surgery and then begin treat very low, very moderately to make sure that you're comfortable and, and, you know, there's nothing going on, but then, you know, gradually increase your time and maybe your intensity. You want to be comfortable as you treat uh -huh. yourself. But I, I you know, you, you'd be very safe to once bleeding is under control to begin treating, but to be safe, wait 48 hours, two days, maybe three days, and then begin treating to help the healing process. Okay, great. Does that help? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes, that's great. I just want to make sure that I can start magnawaving myself again. Sure. <laughs> Have a, yeah, that's great. Send an email to magna, to support at Magnawave PMF. We'll get you a swag bag. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great question. My, I think we're having, uh, we're having more calls today than we've, we've ever had. That's pretty exciting. Here we go. Let's get this one up. Put the speaker on. Hello. Good morning. Pat Zemer here. Hey, Pat Zemer, it's Leilani. How, how are you? Aloha. Hi. My question is really simple. Um, okay. Just because I'm new to the family and I love just my elevator speech, but do you have videos where it talks or shows uh, oxygenating the blood pre and post for animals? 
we have we have some videos, uh, dark field microscopy that shows uh, actually the, the videos were made on a person, uh, but it shows they draw blood and they, they see what the blood is doing and how it's flowing. And then they treat them for 15 minutes and they redid the dark field microscopy and it showed how the blood flow improved, uh, the size of the blood cells, they weren't sticking together, that type of stuff. It would be the exact same thing in your animals uh, as to how the blood will react and, and uh, to, to improve the blood flow. There are those videos available. Uh, perhaps Chris has uh, got that one, maybe can th throw, the, throw a link in the, uh, in the chat box to where folks can look at it. And I don't know exactly where it is on the, uh, on the website at this point, because we've been making some changes in the website, but again, they'll post that in the thread so you'll know where to find uh, that video uh, on the MagnaWave site. That's fantastic. Okay. So learning it was just an amazing video and some people are more visual than like wanting to listen to the speech and i just found it fascinating so yeah thank you yeah and <laughs> and you know it may be and and aaron can tell us uh aaron and Teresa could tell us in the in the i believe that video is also on the uh on the magnawave app so you can take the app and show it to your customers oh fantastic thank oh, you very okay. much appreciate it support at magnawavepmf.com for a swag bag Oh my God. Thank you. You're Perfect. welcome. Have, Have a great, great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Here we go. Question regarding uh, how MagnaWave helps ulcers. Let's come in here and make this call. All right. Now we got some other questions here I want to get to. Um, okay. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Pat Zimmer. Hi. Hi, Pat. It's Kim. I have a, a couple of questions. Okay. I'm pretty new, um, and I'm out um, doing some services for people and also doing some demos for barns. Mm -hmm. And I have a demo coming up on Thursday for a therapeutic writing facility. Um, that I actually interviewed for a job with and didn't get a job. So it's, I want to make sure I'm very clear on what I tell them. And I brought up that um, it can help with ulcers. And this person is kind of a skeptic and intimidating. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I can give her a really solid answer on how MagnaWave helps with ulcers. I gave her one over the phone, which was basically, you know, it increases circulation and reduces inflammation. But I think she was looking for more than that. Well, you know, and, and people are expecting rocket science. People are expecting, oh, this is exactly what happens and how this and, and the result that's there. There's a lot of studies uh, that have been done. I go to PubMed and look at PEMF and ulcers. And, and basically an ulcer is an inflammation. It's a sore and, you know, and it's in the gut or in the stomach and, and it needs to be dealt with. So by improving the blood flow, the overall blood flow of the body, that's going to go to that area and help reduce the inflammation on those particular areas uh, is, is a pretty simple thing. And, and, it, and it's been shown in many, many studies that it could be beneficial to that. Now, certainly what's causing the ulcer? You know, we got to get to that point. I mean, if it's stress, if it's dietary, right. yeah, if, if there's something going on causing it and that we're trying to fight and they're going to continue to do it, then, then we have a challenge. But if, it, if it's... Right. If, in, if, in this case, this, this person had the horse strength and it does not have Um, but she's treating with omeprazole and she feels it's helping. I have two horses in my barn that have not been scoped that believes they have ulcer. And we're using a combination of herbs and MagnaWave. Again, the different treatment, this person is very Western medicine orientation. Right, <laughs> right. No, that, that, you know, it, the other thing that it does do also is it enhances the medications that they're taking. So if, oh, okay. So it, 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 it will do that. It will help the, the metabolization of the various medications. And so it can do that as well with the omeprazole and the various things that they're using uh, for the ulcers. Good blood flow okay. and good so oxygen. kind of expand upon the increase of circulation and what the ulcer actually is then to explain that better. Correct. I mean, it, 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 people, you know, it's an ulcer. Well, it's, it's inflammation. The pain that's there right. is coming from inflammation in the sore, and, and we want to deal with that inflammation. So if we can treat that area and help the overall inflammation, 
be released or reduced, then that will allow the healing process to move along a little easier and will reduce the pain. And, and just doing that can be very beneficial. But again, what's causing the ulcer? Do they need, you know, what do they need to, to ingest to help that as well? Right. Okay. And it, does, does that help if it, do you have to work it on a specific ulcer team point or will the, the whole body treatment or combination of both? Well, actually a combination of both. I would treat the area. I mean, in, in theory, treating the whole body will, will help the whole body. But if you've got a pain in a joint, you want to treat that joint also. So if you're having a gut issue, kind of like when we, when we treat colic, when they use it on, for a horse that's colicking, they don't treat the shoulders. They treat, you know, they treat the area of colic. They treat the rectal area so we can get, if there's an impaction or to help the gas move through the body. So we want to treat that area, but it also helps to beneficially treat the whole animal. So go specifically to the area, treat okay. the belly, treat around where they, you know, they don't know where they are. Now, if they scope it, they can figure out where the ulcer is and tell you right. exactly where, where to treat. The veterinarian can help you with that. And, and so that's the way I would approach it. But you know, it, 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 it's not rocket science. It's just inflammation okay. reduction. And it's just inflammation. Okay. And then I have one quick question about a horse that I have that has a hoof abscess that just, the thing, the thing absolutely won't heal. We've had the bed out. We've wrapped it. We've packed it. We've drawn it out with Epsom salt. And I am still, you know, cleaning the hoof, finding the hole, and fresh blood is coming out. And this is like over a month going on. Can I treat that horse at all in any place with that act of bleeding well of course you you can you you want it okay so yes it's bleeding but it's probably bleeding because of what's going on with the abscess and and mm -hmm. you're, so you're not going to treat that hoof and all of a sudden the blood gushes you're not you're not going to have that and if you're treating though if you're treating that area you could maybe help move the abscess, blow the abscess, get it to where it's not a problem. And then hopefully it, it would heal. So you can do it one or two ways. You can treat right at the hoof or you can treat the leg above. So the blood that's going through the coil above the, above the foot or at the ankle area, and that will go through the hoof. And again, the okay. inflammation reduction is what you're looking to do to get that thing to, to, uh, to, release. And, and so it would oh. certainly be it. You can, by treating the hoof, if the, if the bleeding becomes a problem at that point, then don't treat it, okay. you know, let the vet help you, you know, figure out what to do, but to, to treat it, uh, or, you know, is, is certainly worth a try. Okay. That was my thought for today. I just was concerned because of the active bleeding, but mm -hmm. I didn't know if that's a little different scenario than say, you know, a gash in a way. Or Correct. Like Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Super helpful. Thank you so much, Pat. I appreciate it. All right. Support at Magnawave PMF and we'll get you a swag bag. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great question. My good. I'm going to tell you what now. Um, got a bunch of questions. Where'd it go? And we're almost out of time, but we're going to go a little bit here and try to get these questions answered. Good morning. How are you? This is Phil. I'm all right. Good. Good. How can I help you? Um, I have a patient who had uh, cancer of the jaw. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a year. He's had virtually no remodeling. We're trying to help him out with MagnaWave and the LZR. Mm -hmm. Would you use the LZR before and after? Just after, just before? Okay. And your, your question is, is it going to help? Well, I'm sure it's going to help. Okay. I just didn't know um, how, how much to use the LZR along with the magway. Oh, uh, that's a very good question. I probably ought to ask Dr. Turchin that question, but I would think if you're doing it at, you know, at a minute at a time to do it before and after the process, um, it would not be, would not be a problem. I wouldn't do it real long. I wouldn't do it for five minutes because there's a lot of wattage coming out of that LZR, but I would do it for a minute before and a minute after, uh, maybe in some situations, of course you got them in the, in the office and you want to try to take care of it all at one pop, right? Uh, so they don't have to make multiple trips. I don't think it's an issue, but I will ask Dr. Turchin and get back. 
Okay, and I've I've also been using the, the double loop uh-huh. right right over the area, uh-huh. and then later on I also laid a large loop around the shoulders. Okay, to try and, and work the whole area. Correct. Do you have any other suggestions? No, I think putting the loop on the shoulders and treating uh, you know in the upper down type of situation could again help the help the the, the bone potentially you know for non union fractures and everything. It's been very beneficial to help that modeling come back and and to to resolve those type of issues. But I think coming on the shoulders, going up and down this way, and then directly on the area uh, again, you know that the, the the tissue responds more favorably when it's when it's approached from different directions and different intensities. So you want to make sure you're altering that as you go. Don't put the butterfly loop on it at the same intensity every day. The body will slough it off. Uh, so just trick the body. Okay. Well, we're only seeing them once a week. So I have to kind of do what I can do when I can do it. Exactly. I understand. I understand. But even at that, one one visit treated a little higher, the next visit treated a little lower. Even though you're a week out, you're, it, the body's not going to get used to it, treating it once a week. But just, 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 it works better to do that, to the tissue responds more favorably. Right. I just, I didn't want to overdo the LZR because of the fact they were saying not to use it for more than a minute at a time. Right. I do but I was, I've been using it before and after. Just want to make sure I wasn't overdoing it. No, I think, no, I don't believe so. Once a week, certainly not. Okay, right. dope. Okay, dope. Thanks a lot, Pat. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Good questions. Okay, let's see. Lois has got a question. Oh, Chris, we got some grab bags going out, buddy. <laughs> Hello, Pat Zemer here. Hey, Pat, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, I, I, I asked you a question online, but now I've got to ask you a different one because the lady called it. Okay. Um, I have a mare that I'm treating. She was a uh, she's a draft cross that has hawk issues. She's not a she wasn't a plow horse. She wasn't a workhorse or a driving horse. She was used as um, what do I want? Medieval riding. You know, oh, where they sure. do the jousting and yeah. stuff. So she had a lot of power behind. Sure. Now she wants to use her for uh, dressage. And she has swollen hogs. And she does have, she has been diagnosed with a little bit of arthritis. So I've been treating her with the LZR. I've mm -hmm. been treating her with the butterfly. I do a whole body on her. And she's done really well. Um, but now she's back down to once a month and she's scheduled for hawk injections. So can I treat her after she has the hawk injections? Yes. I can. Yes. Immediately after? Uh, I'd wait a couple of days. Like a couple of days? Yeah. I'd wait yeah. a couple of days. Let it get in. Let the, let the, uh, the, the hyaluronic acid or the legend, whatever they're going to be using, do its job because that's going to reduce inflammation and try to bring things in check. So let it do that. And because it's got a short half-life, what lot people used to say, okay, I inject my horse every six months and he's good for six months. Well, when they would treat the horse between those injections, they found that they're only treating maybe once a year injecting once a year, because what it does is it keeps the inflammation or it keeps the slows yeah. the problem from redeveloping. It, it's inflammation in many areas is very slow to develop. And all of a sudden it's there. You know how it is with the horse. You ride them today. Right. They're great. You get it out tomorrow and they yeah. can't walk. And, right. and uh, but it's been building for weeks. And so yeah. that, that's where you can do that. But I'd wait 48 hours or so and then begin to treat. And then you can improve the, the result of what they've injected and keep it from reoccurring. She has extended the treatment out to eight months now, where she was doing it every six weeks. There I you mean, go. Every six months. There you so go. She's happy with the results. I just, I was a little reluctant to tell her that I could come back and treat. Yes, and, and after, it, so you know, and I days. and I'll call it naivete or whatever. But when when I first started and I was working with veterinarians and they were injecting and I was there treating the next day or later that day, and and we didn't notice any problems at all. But the more we talk about it, let the medication do its job and then begin to treat to reinforce what the medication is doing. Oh, wonderful. Okay, nope. She'll be happy with that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Support at Magnolia PMF for a swag bag.
Great. Thank you so much. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So Lois had a great question. Uh, here we go. Kimberly has a question. Good questions. So uh, Sohib on on uh, Castbox is one. Hello. Of the, hello, Pat Zemer here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. Okay, my question is, um, I'm a certified practitioner. I have my own machine. Mm -hmm. um, I just purchased it like a year ago. Okay. Uh, I have to personally have um, some major dental work done, like my whole uh, upper mouth has to, I have to have remaining teeth extracted, and then they're going to put in um, four implants let that heal and then three months later for more implants before they can put like a permanent bridge in. Mm -hmm. So my question is after they do the extraction, put in the first four implants, can I then once the bleeding stop, use the MagnaWave or is there a problem with the metal on the implants? No. Uh, typically there's no problem with metal from implants um, and, and you, you should be just fine. Now, what you want to do is if you're going to use the butterfly, let's say, and you're going to hold it up to your, to your jaw or your mouth area, put it on a very low setting to begin with, or put it on a very moderate setting. So you're comfortable and just okay. make sure that, that, you know, it, it's just a precaution to make sure that you're not feeling any heat or anything like that. And if you do, then you maybe either want to pull it away or run it lower that type of type of situation. But as a rule with uh, implants, rods, screws, plates. We've not had any issues. The only time there was an issue and it several years ago, a woman had a shunt or what I call the tip of a needle as a target for radiation in her breast. And the tip okay. of that needle was so, or that shunt was so small that it would heat up. Okay. And, and she had some discomfort. So, but a tight screw, what your implant bases are, they're put in there securely. They're tight. They're not going to move. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, so typically you want to, but there is pain. There is inflammation associated with that. And you want to be comfortable. And uh, Dr. Marty has a, a go to testimonials. Look for Dr. Marty. He gives a test. He's given it at, Magna, at the MagnaCon a few times where he talks about his dental surgery and how he used the device. We have dentists that there are some dentists that use it in their practice to do that. Okay. Cause they're also have to, when they put the uh, implants in, they're going to do some bone grafting. Mm -hmm. So the, the MagnaWave will also help with uh, the bone grafting. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's been said to do that. Correct. And this will be my first MagnaCon this year, and I am so excited. Are you coming in person? I am coming in person. Perfect. I'm so excited. Perfect. Well, we look forward to meeting you. Remind me, and uh, let's have a conversation. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Support at MagnaWave PEMF and uh, get the swag bag, Kimberly, and that's pretty exciting. Well, my goodness. Um, are we okay on time, Chris? Oh, we're running close. Okay. Well, we're going to do this one and uh, maybe we'll hold the other ones. We'll get back to them and hold the other ones to next week. Hello. Hello. Pat Zemer here. Hi, Pat. It's Brianna. Hi, Brianna. Hey, so I have a question on my personal horse. Uh -huh. uh, he has had four high end suspensory injuries to the same right leg. Um, I'm into, I'm about five minutes into the, the most recent injury. And I've been magna waving almost every day, mm -hmm. but now I'm only magna waving like when I tack walk it. Okay. Is there something, because now I'm trying to prevent another injury as well as kind of keep healing the current one. Mm -hmm. Do I, do I magna wave every day? Do I, do I blast it on, on a pretty high setting? What can I do to avoid this? Hopefully, I can. Well, you certainly want to keep things as supple as possible, and you want to keep things uh, in a in a state that they're going to to heal. The more rapidly you get after an indication, the more rapidly you get the result that you're looking for. So, my recommendation to you, if it's your own horse and it's not a problem, I would certainly treat it as often as necessary. So, if that if that works for you to treat it every day or you know every other day. If, if every other day works and you're kind of keeping the injury or the potentiality of an injury at bay, you're in good shape. You, you're not going to overdo it. Okay. That's good to hear. Am, am I doing kind of the same rule of like working the area three to four minutes or should I actually do longer and do like five to 10? I do five to 10. Okay. Okay. Great. Oh, okay. Dope.
Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. We are, we've, we're blown past our time. I'm certainly sorry. There's several of you that uh, I'm not going to be able to get to. What I'll do is I'll try to get back to you and uh, uh, next week and, and get your questions answered and, and we'll move along in that type of direction. And wow, this is exciting. All the phone calls, all the shipping departments going to, have to be sending a bunch of uh, grab bags out and we appreciate that. And we want you to enjoy that and, uh, and have a good time magna waving your, yourself, your horses and your animals. Uh, so again, uh, it's been a great day. Thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week and uh, wave on to better health and have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.